everybody, Rachel Varga here, the beauty side of Beauty and the Biohacker, and I warmly invite you to check out working with Katie and I. You can go to beautyandthebiohacker.com where you can find our book one-on-one links with either Katie and I. Katie can help you with optimizing your sleep through biohacking modalities, and I can help you with optimizing your at-home and in-clinic skin and rejuvenation journey with skincare, biohacking, dermal rolling, and all of that cool stuff. Be sure to also check out our favorites page where you can find our shortlist of our top biohacking and supplement picks to help you slow your aging on a cellular level. And be sure to use those affiliate links to continue to support the show here and use the promo codes to save yourself some money. Enjoy today's episode. Coming up on Beauty and the Biohacker. If you get a score that you're not thrilled with, that that's okay. I mean, it, it's to me, that information is so much more beneficial than you just putting your head in, in the sand saying, I'm doing a great job because for your body, it's not working. Welcome to Beauty and the Biohacker, where we explore the latest tools and trends in self-care, aesthetics, and peak performance to help you live your most beautiful life from the inside out. I'm your co-host, Rachel Varga, a board-certified aesthetic nurse specialist since 2011 with over 19,000 rejuvenation treatments performed on thousands of patients. And I'm Katie Moore, a self-proclaimed biohacker with three years of self-experimenting in the space of health and wellness technology. I'm on a mission to help you achieve success without sacrificing your health or happiness through my YouTube channel, Katie Type A. So join us as we sit down with some of the biggest innovators in the health space, the movers and shakers of the wellness world, and unpack some of the biggest secrets in the skincare and longevity space. We are Beauty and the Biohacker, and we're thrilled to have you along for the ride. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Beauty and the Biohacker podcast with your co-host. I'm your co-host for the beauty side of stuff. My name is Rachel Varga, double board certified aesthetic nurse specialist, and we also have... I'm Katie Taipei, and I am kind of the biohacking uh, leg of this relationship, the the biohacking soul sister, as we like to say. Um, and, you know, I do lots of product reviews and all things, um, you know, health related. So this is going to be a really fun conversation today talking about genetics and epigenetics, which I feel like is the um, kind of like the dark horse here that is like actually one of the most important topics we can start to look into and really understand more thoroughly Um, because you guys can control your genes, believe it or not. (laughs) Super cool. We can do these days by just understanding our epigenetics. It's like our, our, yeah, our DNA is kind of there to stay, but Mm -hmm. it's the way that our genes are expressing themselves and how we can manipulate that expression is the study of epigenetics. And if I said anything wrong there, don't worry. We have Dr. Erica Gray from My Toolbox Genomics joining us today. And you're tuning in here at the Beauty and the Biohacker podcast to learn about how our skin can be optimized, how we can slow our cellular aging. And of course, in in my humble opinion, that is done alongside a biohacking. So that's why you're here. If you'd like to learn more about Katie and I and how you can even work with us one-on-one, I warmly invite you to hang out with us at beautyandthebiohacker.com. And our booking links are in the description of this episode. 
episode. So welcome to the Beauty and the Biohacker podcast, everybody. In today's episode, we are going to discuss the My Toolbox Genomics Test Kit for Slowing Aging. And it is a biohacking modality, this type of genetic test kit. And what you need to know, what you need to know about this specific test kit, what it does, how it can help you. But we're also going to talk about important safety and privacy concerns. There's like a dirty underbelly to the beauty industry just as and the food industry and all that stuff, just as much as there is a dirty underbelly to the biohacking industry. Uh, that sometimes we think biohacking is just for the elite, not really. These types of test kits are more affordable than ever. Thank you to uh, certain innovations. So we have Dr. Erica Gray joining us today. And let me first tell you a little bit about her. Dr. Erica Gray is a UCSF-trained pharmacist, educator, national speaker, and co-founder and chief medical officer of My Toolbox Genomics and Toolbox Genomics, digital platforms that take an individual's genetic test results and offers a virtual toolbox of informative, user-friendly lifestyle choices and action plans to live the healthiest possible lives. With almost two decades of of experience in the world of functional medicine and a decade of experience in genomics and pharmacy, Dr. Gray is dedicated to helping practitioners and individuals understand the intersection of their unique genetics within the environment. Really, it's, I think, the environment that is really contributing to our aging process. So how can we manipulate that to give ourselves the best shot possible and how they can possibly change, how we can possibly change our health trajectory. Welcome, Dr. Erica Gray. It's great to have you on the show. How are you today? I'm doing great. It's good to see you, Rachel. Good to see you, Katie. Yeah, we are so excited. This is actually a, I think we talked maybe a year, almost a year and a half ago. Returning guests. And uh, yeah, yeah, and there's just always so much that's changing in this world of mm-hmm. epigenetic testing. And so um, any like big updates or anything you've kind of noticed, I'd love to just kind of like get the ball rolling with like, you know, the, the um, industry as a whole, like, I feel like, I don't know, Rachel, have you seen like a ton of companies popping up recently that are all like doing these kind of like genetic testing? It's not just 23andMe. It's like a bunch of them that are like synthesizing and taking your data and you know, sharing it. Sharing yeah. it sure. I just feel like there's, there's, it's like a buzz now these days. Is that just my perspective or do you feel like that's, that's kind of what's going on, Dr. Gray? So I, I think COVID has actually really um, driven so much of this because they've, so sequencing, you know, that term has now become a part of our vocabulary so much more because now they're identifying the different variant types and then they're looking at, you know, what's out there and how has it changed? And that's all genetic testing, but you know, we're actually looking at the bacteria or the viruses. What's really interesting though, is they've started identifying different genes that seem to explain why some people may have a more dramatic response, long COVID, you know, all of the different symptoms and, and that wide array that we see people suffering with or people who don't get it at all. Um, I think people are starting to realize that genetics and then, of course, the environment is really helping to tell that story. And it's interesting you bring up you know all these companies because I was just looking back at some of our um, market analysis that we did a couple of years ago and there's a lot of companies that actually switched to do COVID testing, and so I think that's why you might see this real resurgence of companies offering that interpretation um, because they realize that so many people have sequenced and so why not 
give them another opportunity to take apart that data and look at it another way. Wait a second. So, <laughs> hold on, hold on, hot 10 seconds here. So people take a COVID test and then their genetic material goes somewhere. <laughs> and then, and then what? And then what? <laughs> And then what? Uh, hey, like, these are things that people don't think about. Oh, I'll just, you know, take a test to go traveling. Like, you have to know that something's going on with that information because information has a monetary value on it. So let's talk about the dirty underbelly here. Yeah. So, so this is a big can of worms. I'm going to put a massive asterisk by it because I don't know the information, but I can tell you what happens um, from some parts of it. So one thing to know is that, you know, there are people who were going and getting serial PCR tests. And while all of it gets de-identified, that information, as Rachel said, does go somewhere. And it is getting biobanked. I really would not be surprised. There's just no way that governments and private entities are just letting this information disappear and they're not doing something with it. Um, so that's why I would say if you are doing a, if you need a COVID test, do the home test so you can control what happens with it. Because once it goes out there, it's, it, it's out there and, and you can no longer control who sees it and what, what happens with it. And again, it's just depending on your personal viewpoint on it, you may be thrilled that you're contributing to science and there may be others of you who um, really have concerns. I'm just, I guess I'm curious, like, how does it compare to like, if I were to just get like a standard blood test, like, cause if I go through my, you know, healthcare provider and I do a full blood panel and then I get a COVID test, like what is the big, like, what's the difference? Like they're, they have my data in one form or another. I guess I'm just like, I'm not entirely sure what uh, what the you know the issue is there. Really good question. I my hypothesis on that is there are the blood tests that you're getting are not new and novel. You know, there's it's been around for 20, 30 years. Everything around COVID is new and novel. And so they're trying the more data that they can understand, the more they can gotcha. help create therapies around it. And I'm just going to leave it at that. <laughs> that makes a lot more sense. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Totally makes sense. So. All right. So speaking of new and what's new in biohacking, a new test came into my inbox. Uh, Cause as you know, Dr. Erica Gray and I were both part of this um, holistic health practitioner collective. And also through Katie, I mean, you're connected with the biggest biohacking brands in the world. You work with them. They trust you for very honest product reviews. So we have some really neat um, brains in this episode here to talk about this. I'd probably say like some of them, I'd even go so far as to say like really knowledgeable people on this topic. So anyways, this new cat test kit came across my inbox. Do you want it? It's free. You know, you can review it. Maybe we'll be on your show. And it's like, okay, sure. I'll, you know, th think about it with my um, beating the biohacker friend co-host. Right. And so we, I, I CC Katie and in that response, I said to them, what are your privacy policies? Do you de-identify 
your samples and the because that's really important the de-identification so the which you've talked about in a previous episode and thank you for enlightening us and the audience here uh, so they responded back they didn't answer my privacy question but they did say oh if you've done ancestry 21 23 and me any of those types of of tests you can actually just let us know and like sample something i don't know i don't i didn't like go anywhere near this company because of this when they said this so it's like they're just they can pay someone to like buy their test kit or they can get like their sample identification number that they did through these other test kits and then they can use those results in their algorithm like that just kind of sounds a bit fishy to me what do you think dr erica gray and katie if they're just making it too easy honestly like all of these companies that are popping up recently and what you know dr erica was talking about is like you know we have this surge of like COVID testing and then all of a sudden it's like let's dna sequence all this stuff for you and guess what we're going to make it so easy because we know you've already done this in the past so just give us give us give us your data and it's like if you're thinking about like oh i might get a really cool benefit from this and, you know, but then all of a sudden you're like, okay, well, I've uploaded my data here and here and here. And all of a sudden you realize like you, you're working, you're sending your data off to six different companies. And they're all sharing their data within and these you don't like, know, you don't know where companies. it's going, but it, they're just making it too damn easy is what I feel. Yes. So, lot, <laughs> and this is great. I, it's, I think it's a really, really important topic for people to discuss. So first of all, if they protect your privacy, they're going to tell you. I mean, like that to me is just number one. If you pick up the phone and you call our customer service or you can make an appointment with me, that is going to be the first thing I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you we de-identify your data. I'm going to tell you that you're only identified through a kit ID. We don't do anything with your data. It lives in a HIPAA compliant server that not only is you know, has all the security details and protections, but we actually conform to European standards, which are even stricter than the US. We want you to know that. So if they're not sharing that, then, you know, again, you know, when you avoid things, that to me is also sometimes an admission of guilt in these types of situations. The other thing is with these different companies, you don't necessarily know who's behind the company, right? So it may look like it's really an innocent company. Um, and I and I don't mean to put anybody down, but this is the reality of what is out there. And China does a ton, a ton of sequencing. And so there are a lot of companies that are being funded by Chinese VCs, you know, those are venture capital firms, um, investment bankers, because they have a lot of money. And in exchange, they want the data. And remember, data is now the new oil. And that is what investors have told us. So I, I'm not, you know, I'm not making this up. I heard this straight from them. Can you please repeat and that? What is data the new? Data is the new oil. Just Everyone wants to mine it. Everyone wants to take a look at it. So be aware that it's really cool to get all of this information and upload it, 
But once you upload it, so let me give you an example. If you took the raw data that we give you, that we have protected with the privacy and done the whole thing, and you decide to upload it to another third party, you are consenting to their terms and conditions. Who knows who has access to the data, how they protect the data, what happens to your data after they give you that information. That that's on you as the buyer to suss that out or read through their terms and conditions if they have terms and conditions. And just be aware because people will realize how valuable data is, they are going to more than likely want to hold on to it so they can look at it. Can I ask a really stupid question? I'm sure there's got to be at least one other person out there that's thinking this. What's the worst that could happen with my mm. data? Yeah. What is like, like get paint the scenario of like <laughs> insurance companies knowing about it. That's just, well, I mean, like I'm, that could be a stretch, but I'm just like, yeah. how, how easy is it then to like use this data against me? <laughs> it's, I would say it's almost impossible. I mean, okay. Candidly. I mean, so yeah, people yeah. will cite that there were those examples of like the Golden State Killer that killers mm -hmm. were found, but that was a very specific database that was utilized. It was not genetic information from health and wellness. So mm -hmm. that it was, it came from a different database. Um, in terms of insurance, so there is some, so the GINA, which is, I can't remember what the acronym stands for, but essentially it protects your data that insurers cannot discriminate against you if you had had a genetic test. The caveat on that is life insurance. Life insurance can ask you the question. So be aware, you know, as far as what you're going to fit, how you fill out the form. APOE is probably the big one that people are going to look at, which is an increased risk for Alzheimer's. Again, just because you have the gene means no guarantee that you're going to go on and develop Alzheimer's. There's plenty of people without the genes who go on to have Alzheimer's. So again, it's certainly not a, a guarantee, but that is probably the big one with insurance. And going back to Katie's original question, fundamentally, no, there, there's nothing about it that is going to come back and say, Katie has X, Y, or Z. Mm -hmm. um, it's more some people just don't feel comfortable uh, of their data being out there and being used for potentially creating more nefarious things. Well, right. not right now anyways. Yeah, well, not right we, now. Have, we have that's no right. idea what's going to happen. And I think there also is this part of me that's like, well, I don't want like it to serve another company monetarily either. Like, it, I don't want them to like make money off of aggregating all our data together and like, you know, selling me a supplement then, you know, through a targeted Instagram ad. Right. Like I, I can see, I can see the string of how these things could connect. Yeah. I just have never like, no one has ever said if you do this with your data, this could happen to you. Like I just, there's a lot of what ifs and hypotheticals, but I think that the life insurance thing probably makes the most sense to me for sure. Especially since I do have the APOE gene. So um, not that, but here's where we talk about epigenetics too, right? right? Because I think, and this would be a great tie in, like, yes, when I first got that, you know, information in, in my, like, you know, disposal, I took that test and I was like, oh my gosh, like this could happen to me. But then I started to understand that like, there are so many environmental factors mm -hmm. and, you know, aside from just our genetic pool that are in our control and that, you know, we are, this is not our destiny, right? So talk a little bit about what 
epigenetics really means and why you don't have to look at some of these, you know, um, these DNA sequences is like, this is what you're going to be faced with for the rest of your life. You can actually take back some of the uh, control over that. So first of all, I'm going to start with sharing a major pet peeve that I have now seen people do. So there are some people out there and they say they are an epigenetic coach. And when I look, they're doing DNA testing and I go, hold on a second. That actually isn't epigenetic coaching because true epigenetics is a measure of three different things, methylation, histones and microRNA. So those are the three ways your body controls the DNA. And so technically, if you're doing epigenetic coaching, you're looking at someone's methylation. And then from there, you're giving information about how the environment is contributing to that methylation score. And remember, methylation is actually a number now. It's not an A, a C, a T, or a G which then leads to some changes at a receptor or transport or an enzyme production. It's actually saying how on or off this particular gene is and now that how that correlates to some condition or aging. So that's what it really means in terms of testing. It is a different array. It's a different way of processing it. And it gives you very different information. And what's super cool is it's dynamic. So depending on where you are in your life and what is happening and how you're sleeping and eating, in two months, you can change that number. And that, to me, is the really, really exciting part. And I think it helps elevate the promise of what DNA testing held, but maybe wasn't delivering on as much, where people are now saying, oh, now I actually see what's going on with my genes at this point. And I see that health trajectory because I've accelerated my, in, my inflammation's higher. I've accelerated my aging. And so how am I going to slow that down? This is all about what David Sinclair has been talking about yes. recently. I mean, he, I don't know if you're familiar with what he's working on, but he's trying to make a test, a, a methylation saliva test that's so inexpensive. The average consumer could literally, it would be like pennies a day for you to take this test every single day for the entire year. Now, looking at that versus a DNA methylation blood test, which I've also done, and then the saliva test, which I've done through Toolbox and I've done through another um, company as well. Like, is is there a benefit in over like tracking this every day? Like, are you really going to see the needle move that much? Or is it like much better for the average consumer to take a break and do like in two months or like four months chunks? Because I could see myself obsessing, like obsessing over it, kind of like I used to do with my aura ring score, where it was like every day I would check. I mean, is that, is it realistic to think that you're methylation score is really going to change that much? Some of it could. I mean, like if you went out and had, you know, you were at a party and just really enjoyed yourself and you ate too much and you drank too much and you stayed up too late. Like we know those three things automatically will change your insulin levels. They're going to change your glucose levels. They're going to increase your level of inflammation, just right. One night of short sleep, one night of a high sugar diet, I mean, of a, of a really high sugar meal or even alcohol, that could do something. The point is, it is like, so let's say you measured the next day and your methylation score dramatically changed. It's probably going to come back 
the following day, assuming that you support yourself appropriately. The younger you are, the probably the faster it'll return. The older you are, the slower it will be to return. As far as testing it every day, I mean, I to me, this is like testing glucose levels, right? It's like having a continuous glucose monitor. Over time, you're going to get an average. And really, it's the average that is going to be the the super beneficial part. I think for people like us, we'd be like, yes, let's look at it every day. For the average consumer, probably once a week. It's just like we tell people, don't step on the scale every every day because you'll obsess about it, but do it once a week. And that might be a better... Um, way for people who can get really, really pigeonholed or down a rabbit hole so that their mental health doesn't deteriorate as well on this. So we know that our DNA is like literally our blueprint, but our epigenetics is the expression of the DNA. And that can be manipulated through lifestyle modifications primarily in toxic exposures. So one of the things I really, really, really like about your test kits, Dr. Erica Gray, is that it actually gave me insights into how hard I should be working out, what type of diet in general was ideal for me. Mediterranean came up and that's been actually confirmed through other tests as well, which is really interesting. It gave me insights as to how I metabolism caffeine and alcohol and other things as well, which is really cool. So when we're talking about have, can having, how can having an epigenetic understanding of ourselves impact our skin health and cellular aging? What's the golden nugget of your test kit product? And then how, how easy is it? I already know the answer, but I'd like for you to tell us how easy is it to then uh, employ the strategies for optimization? So the epigenetic part is going to give you a score and it's going to say, based on your age, this is where we expect you to be. And then you can see, you know, are you aging faster or slower? And so then from there, this is the part that I love to do is then I like to go back to the DNA and say, where are these potential areas that are setting you up for this potential acceleration or deceleration? So for example, I had a a lady who contacted me and her eye health was eight years. um, She was aging eight years faster on her eye health. And when we went back and looked at her DNA, sure enough, she had all of the markers where she was at an accelerated risk. But then she said the magic thing. She goes, well, when I can't sleep at night, I get on Netflix. Oh, I said, do you put any blue light blockers on? Do you have blue light blocking glasses? No, I look at it full bore. I was like, well, maybe we need to change that right there. So just, you know, it's like something that simple that she didn't realize what it was doing was really accelerating her aging. Same thing with the skin health. You know, if your inflammation score is elevated and you're concerned about your skin health, then it's time to start looking at what are you putting on your skin? How are you sleeping? How are you eating? Do you have a lot of seed oils? Do you take supplements to support your skin from the inside out? And let's go even beyond that. We know that you have certain genetic um, 
variations, which are going to change how you convert beta carotene to the active form of vitamin A, which is super important. Do you transport zinc to where it needs to go? Do you have adequate glutathione, adequate vitamin C? So sometimes it's not just having the nutrients, but it's understanding where your body might need a little extra support as well. So doing, say, for example, the Dutch test to give you insights as to what your hormones are up to, combining it with this specific type of epigenetic testing to help you understand, okay, you need to adjust some aspect of your hormone health, but it could actually be specifically related to an inability to process a vitamin or mineral effectively like zinc. So by being able to combine these different test kits and being able to work with someone like Dr. Erica Gray, everybody, if you're considering taking this test kit, I want you to take her up on her offer of actually working with her. Dr. Erica Gray is someone I've known for, I think about four or five years now. And in my opinion is just someone who really cares about your information and how to best support you. And I know that when I first started the biohacking test kit game, I think that yours was the first one I did. Aww. It actually opened up my mind. I did it pretty much like right after a big car accident too. So I knew that there were some things I wanted to work on and I took the test kit to help my body recover so that I wasn't doing things to slow down that recovery. So I just wanted to like personally thank you for making an impact in my life to help promote healing. And I just, I know of so many listeners here that are going through stuff right now, body, mind, spirit, energy practices, and to have someone like Dr. Erica Gray, Dr. Erica Gray, kind of like in your corner to help you, I think is just really helpful. Oh, thank you. Um, one thing I did want to share is that this is also a great place to test how well your protocol, you know, what your doctors put you on or what you, your personal biohacking journey um, to see if it actually is slowing down the aging for you that you, you think it should. And I have seen a whole wide range of results and it's really, really fascinating how some people like this, they're so dialed in and you can see it. And then other people think they're dialed in and their epigenetics tell a whole nother story. Well, I think I should retest actually, because of some of the recommendations Katie's made for me to help with my sleep, by the way, if y'all need to optimize your sleep, book a session with Katie right now. So between, <laughs> you know, Katie and you, you guys have really helped me out. And I don't know if I've ever actually really thanked you both for your influence and impact in my life, but I just want to publicly, very publicly say thank you. And these two, everybody tuning in are a gem and I highly recommend you all work with them. Aww. You know, it's so funny, Rachel, you're bringing this up because I, I've, I at least recently listened to, um, I've been listening to a lot of Ted talks. I don't, it's sometimes I go through this phase where I'm just like, I need to get as many as I can. And Johan Hari, um, who talks a lot about like depression and addiction and all these things that we often associate with like bad behaviors, the way that people overcome them and the way that they get their health back on track is through community. Right. Mm -hmm. And I, and that's what first drew me into the biohacking space too. It's like you create this community with other people, you know, and you start to learn and share knowledge. And so, you know, learning from Dr. Erica and learning from you, Rachel, about how to take better care of my skin, all of a sudden you, you start to realize it's like just those like little, the little bit of knowledge here and there helps form your decisions for everything. Yeah. And so it gets you think it gets you listening to new podcasts. Like I, 
a year ago probably would have completely dismissed Joe Dispenza and Sinclair as like things I couldn't achieve. And then mm -hmm. both of those things became very accessible because the people I talked to and the that were in my inner circle were doing those things. And so, I mean, now I'm like experimenting with, you know, all sorts of new ways of living and kind of like detoxing from the, you know, insides out. I'm excited to sort of like test this again, because I think the biological age is a great way to measure kind of in real time how you're doing, you know, and I, I did mine a couple of I, almost like six months ago now. And it was a little bit higher than I wanted it to be. It wasn't as good as Rachel's, of course, because, you know, she's like 21 at heart and bi and biologically. Um, <laughs> 25. I, I, I wouldn't yeah, want okay, to be 25. 25. All right. Fine. <laughs> but I think it's a good I, what I'm trying to say here is like, I think everyone who is starting to go through a practice because you're being influenced by your friends or your circle and you're starting to make those changes in a positive direction. I think it's a good time to like set that marker for yourself, test, and then do it again in three months and then do it again in three months and start to see the progress as you're, you know, incorporating new things into your life. Uh, so, so I think that's, you know, a really good framework. If you're wondering, well, how often should I test? Should I test right now? Should I wait a little bit? You know, I think, I think it's good to just like set these different timeline points for yourself. It is. And it's also, I think, you know, and again, if you get a score that you're not thrilled with, that's okay. I mean, it, it's to me that information is so much more beneficial than you just putting your head in, in the sand saying, I'm doing a great job because for your body, it's not working. So I have to share this story really quickly. I had a practitioner call me who was really distraught. No, he wasn't distraught, but his patient was distraught. And his patient was aging, was I think like 12 years, was 12 years older than what he actually was, his biological age. Um, his chronological age. And so the practitioner said, so he's really upset. And I said, well, you know, tell me a little bit more about him. And so he said, well, he's been following a plant-based diet and he's, you know, doing all of these different things and he's following Esselstein and, um, you know, he's really trying to stave off um, dementia and Alzheimer's. And so then I looked at his results and everything was on the upper end where he was really, really accelerating the aging. I said, okay, so what's going on? Like, what's his mini mental exam? What is going on with his lab work? He's like, well, his A1C is six. Well, his homocysteine hasn't come down. Well, his mini mental exam hasn't improved. I was like, so the epigenetics is simply confirming what you have seen in the lab work. And I am going to say an unpopular opinion. It's time to check the plant-based diet and put more protein, more animal protein in. I hate I to say it. I think you're a good company here. <laughs> yeah. But it was like, and he's like, oh, he's not going to be happy about that. I said, you have how many years of lab work? And now you have a clear demonstration that it is not supporting his genes at all. So, you know, and that was a wake-up call for him. Did he actually change and did he start to see improvements? I, so I actually have to call that practitioner this week and see what ended up happening. Cause I know he was so irritated. He wanted to retest. So I need to oh. find out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay, well, you know, you retested now you can see it, you know, we got two for two. I That's know, right. It's hard. Sometimes you don't want to have to face the music with like the thing that yeah. you believed in so much for so long is not serving you anymore. Exactly. It's hard. It's like a hard pill to swallow. Right. It is. You know, People get very tied to their nutritional stuff too. Well, it almost becomes 
a religion for them, you know, in terms of or that. It's ethics. So one of my VIP, yeah. the fabulous clients, Sarah, who I've worked with for a while now, uh, you know, I had a 30 minute follow up session with her. She did a one on one. She wanted to circle back around because she, you know, gets caught up sometimes in the skincare gimmicks, the skin supplement gimmicks out there. She's like, Rachel, let's reconnect. Keep me on track. And it's like, how are you eating? She's like, well, I'm vegetarian. I'm like, where's your collagen in your diet? We're going to need to supplement that. You're going to need to get proper omegas and antioxidants and cofactors. And she's like, yeah, okay. I definitely think I will introduce the omegas and also the, the collagen because I know my skin is telling me some things, but to be honest with you, Rachel, I had a really traumatic experience as a kid with an animal and a family member, like literally butchered uh, another animal in front of them to show them the process of this is where the food comes from trying to teach them something good right of like actually to learn where your food comes from but in the process this poor child was traumatized so I do feel for those out there who are wanting to avoid animal-based products and animal um, you know meat from that like traumatic slash ethical moral standpoint so yeah it's a, it's absolutely a real thing. And I think, you know, trying, I think you have to figure out what's going to work for you too. And, you know, maybe if it is really important for you to avoid animal products, then you recognize you have to supplement much more. So you're going to have to do the B12 shots, your level of support might be much greater than somebody else's and you may age a little bit faster. But but that is a personal decision. And at the end of the day, you have to be comfortable with that because if it's in out of alignment with you, it's going to cause so much more stress. It's going to raise your cortisol and it's still, it's going to age you even faster. Agreed. I know it's like, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't, right? Like the stress that can be caused, like with such a big life's change might do just as much metabolic damage as if you were to just like continue with your lifestyle. So I agree. I think it's like, also it's, it's about like slowly incorporating things. Like there are so many, like, especially with, with, um, collagen and some of the omegas, like there are so many easier ways nowadays to supplement than there used to be. There are wonderful tasting collagen shakes thanks to Dave and and Bulletproof there's you know so many like omega like oils I have amazing products that I sell that are from like 15 30 year formulating companies non-gmo grass-fed beef kind of thing it's a lot easier these days than it used to be Mm-hmm. And companies take pride in their products now. Mm-hmm. I feel more than ever. They really want you to know it's like farm to fork. It's like, you know, farm to supplement. They really want you to know where it comes from. So you they can stand behind it and they're delivering a great quality product to you. And you can feel really good about taking that product too. I wanted to mention one thing about the eyes and Netflix. So as you guys know, I have 10 plus years of experience in ophthalmology, oculoplastic. So like highly specialized eye clinic for making the eyes look good and also function well. So 50% of the population actually has dry eye and uh, sensitivities. So it's not just about wearing the blue light blockers. It's also about limiting your EMF exposure because it's actually the EMFs easy to find PubMed paper on ocular irritation. Um, Sometimes I stick my head in the sand with certain things. So certain things that maybe some of us have either chosen to avoid or um, 
basically ended up doing that maybe they didn't want to do. We get exposed to so many things in our lives that we either have control over or not have control over. Give yourself the grace to know that everyone's just doing the best that they possibly can. But to know what your epigenetics are trying to tell you with how your genes are expressing them is really, uh, I think, golden. And what you said about companies who take pride in their products and recommendations, uh, I just really wanted to make that like a little bit louder for those of you in the back who maybe missed that, because that's really important. People who take pride in the work that they're doing, because actually what you're doing, Erica and Katie and myself and our businesses, is we're helping others improve their quality of life. And in return, with you supporting us, you're helping us to improve our quality of life. So it's the sending and receiving. And when there's less like gunk in the way or less interference in the way, when we're talking about privacy and stuff like that, that whole sending and receiving mechanism is just going to go better and less stuff gets taken up in the ether. Don't even get me started on when we're biohackers and we understand inflammation and toxic load of how all these different things can impact our lives, cellular aging, inflammation, toxic load, all of that. You also start to notice some of the other things that are creeping into your lives, like these different banking fees and all of this stuff. <laughs> and it, like, it's just, it's, you can't stick your head in the sand with everything. It's like, you start to notice things. And it's like, okay, well, this has an interesting overlap with other aspects of my life too and just being having an awareness and being sovereign and not just like going with quote unquote what everybody else is doing can actually be easier i think for people like us that understand there are certain aspects of ourselves body mind spirit energy that we should be taking ownership of and not following just what we've been programmed to do or led to believe but using test kits like yours to actually give us additional insights so we can be smarter. So how do you explain nature versus nurture? And you and you are very familiar of a, of a twin study and they had very different outcomes. Mm. So for example, we can't change our genes, but there's one twin that say has all these different lifestyle um, things that they do, say they drink, say they, they smoke and stuff like that. I, I want you to explain this. And the other thing that I'll talk about, there's actually, um, I hate to use brand names here, but Botox is a brand trade name. Um, there was a twin. One person had no treatment. The other had um, treatments consistently, and they looked totally different. Now, I'm not um, promoting that particular medication. This isn't medical advice, educational information only. If you think you have a medical condition, you must seek the guidance of a licensed physician. Try saying that 10 times fast. <laughs> But talk about this concept, nature versus nurture. So I think it's this idea that depending on what is going on in someone's life, they will pull one of these cards out, right? So I, I see it all the time. Well, the reason I'm fat is, and I shouldn't say fat, the reason I'm overweight is because, you know, my mom was overweight. So therefore, because of that, it's a guarantee. Um, the reason I'm an alcoholic is because, you know, my parent was an alcoholic. And going back to what you're talking about, sovereignty, Rachel, you know, that really essentially says, well, if this happened or this is what my lineage was like, I am doomed to this. 
conversely, people will say, well, it's because the reason I um, I don't go to the gym is because you know, the gym is too far away or I don't have a support system. So again, that's that nurture thing. And it's really, it's a huge intersection. But let me break it down further. At the end of the day, your genetics is about 20%. The rest is the environment. Now, could those genetics be much more significant in terms of behavior choice, in terms of moderation, in terms of how you're choosing to live your life, like that bottom, um, not bottom, but like that worldview or that knee-jerk reaction? Absolutely. But then we often put ourselves into a nurture situation that often reinforces pre-existing um, thought processes that we have. So going to those twin studies, those have been the best ones where they have, and they're identical twin studies that we want to focus on because it's the exact same genetics. So they were raised the same way, fed the same foods. And then what happens is in adulthood, they go their separate ways and they make different lifestyle choices. And this is where the expression of the genes is the most profound and you can see it. And I have a colleague who's six, 280 pounds, calls me and goes, Hey, Erica, my colonoscopy was amazing. They said it was the best colon ever. And he goes, and my, my mom, you know, and he ran through this family history of colon cancer, but he had the most pristine colon that this particular uh, GI doctor had ever seen. So again, there's that nature versus nurture. His sister is 300 pounds and he is not. Again, so it's that lifestyle choice. So if you are predisposed to being overweight, does that mean you're going to be overweight? No, but realize that having that information is going to give you inform the decision that you could be prone to a higher BMI. So be more conscientious with the foods you eat. Be more proactive about fasting, not eating after 6 p.m. versus somebody else. Yeah, that's great. Um I'm curious if you were to summarize, okay, obviously DNA makes about 20% of our aging, environment makes about 80%. If you were to prioritize the most powerful way to support aging or the number one thing that is aging us in your conversation with leading health experts, what's the number one thing that's aging us and what's the most supportive way we can slow our aging? Sleep. And I'm, you know, I'm guilty of it too, but yeah, after listening to Matthew Walker's book, Why We Sleep, um, when you start to realize the dysregulation that happens when we don't sleep, um, I think it's just staying awake for 24 hours leads to some levels of depression and anxiety. Just, just right there. Um, our glucose goes up, our insulin goes up, our inflammation goes up. We don't have the resilience and it adversely affects our genetics. And so I would say the number one thing is sleep. And there's that old adage, we'll all sleep when I'm dead. And my, <laughs> my pushback on that is, yes, but how would you like that journey to look like at the end when you're on your way to sleeping for the rest of your life? Because I can tell you in the hospital, it looks really, really bad. And I would not want to be that person. I cannot agree more about the power of sleep. There is something, I mean, we all know, like when you get up after a really good night of sleep and you've had a couple of really bad nights of sleep, there's a level of clarity that you have. And like this, like 
feeling of calm, like serenity and just ability to make decisions better. Right. And I think that's like, if we want to move the needle forward in terms of our health and our careers and helping other people, like we have to take care of ourselves first. And that really does start when we have the full cleansing of our body and our mind. Like think about everything that's happening with your brain when you sleep. It's just like, it's an, it's so easy. Like everyone should do it more often because it's so easy. And it's, I mean, I, I get, it's not always easy for everybody, but it's like, it's just such an essential part of our human existence. So I thank you for, for bringing that up and kind of making it just very easily accessible for people. Any closing words, Dr. Erica Gray on how people can get in touch do you work as an epigenetic coach or just a, a life basic coach? Uh, because I feel like you've got the credentials. <laughs> Thank you. I don't call myself an epigenetic coach, but yes, I, I do work. I do work one-on-one on, one on with patients. Um, I would say closing words is that there are so many different choices that we have to make and they're, they really are individual, but Test, don't guess, that's a super common um, motto for all of us, is really just going to help you have a better understanding of what are the decisions you want to make. Because at the end of the day, your brain is very, very crafty at coming up with excuses or reasons why you should or shouldn't do something. And your brain does not necessarily make the right decisions for your body. Mm-hmm. So know what your body needs so you can tell that brain of yours to take a hike or yes, it's a great idea. And if you want to hear more about this um, or just other conversations, I'm on Twitter. I blew up on Twitter, by the way. I am so excited. It's Ooh. been tons of fun. Um, so my handle is Gene Whisperer with an E-R. And then definitely my toolbox genomics. We're on Instagram. Um, you can contact me, info at my toolbox genomics, send us an email, let us know how we can help you, serve you, and uh, help you live that life that you've been longing to leave. Live. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Not leave just yet. Leave. <laughs> and if you do want to check out uh, some of the kits and and see everything that my toolbox genomics has to offer definitely hit us up on uh, beautyinthebiohacker.com. Check out our favorites page. It will direct you to uh, our discount code, which is B ampersand B7 for discount. And then you can head over to uh, my toolbox and, and get to learn more and get the kit. And it's so easy to do. It's like brushing your teeth, basically. Yeah, this is like, I can't emphasize enough how much of a leader and innovator Dr. Erica Gray is in this space. And you know what? Some people give us a little bit of flack for working one-on-one. I know that, you know, at a conference we were at a number of years ago, which is how we met, it's all about how can we get away from this model of one-on-one care and do one-to-many? Well, I'm here to tell you, I love working with my clients one-on-one. My clients, I'm actually doing a consult right after this. You are what makes my world go round. And for some of us, we like doing that. Like the three of us here, Katie, Dr. Erica Gray, and I, We love to make relationships with you tuning into the show here, get to know you, support you, because in our conversation with our clients, we actually get a lot of inspiration too. And pretty much the the shows I make, uh, the solo episodes I've been recording lately on uh, the second show, the Rachel Vargo podcast, it's basically been from podcast podcast requests from clients commonly asked questions so when you hang out and interact with katie dr eric gray and i uh, you make our lives better and then you'll 
get some great value in the process. So thank you so much, everybody, for hanging out with us here on the Beauty and the Biohacker podcast. Please like, subscribe, share this episode with a friend or family member. Hang out with Katie and I over at beautyandthebiohacker.com. You can see all of our favorite biohacking options on our favorites page and blog page is where you can also easily search past episodes as well. He's not a little like um, magnifier glass. I can search in anything. So have a great rest of the day, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you guys so much for tuning into Beauty and the Biohacker today. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to leave a comment or share it on your social media account and we'll give you a shout out. And don't forget to head over to beautyandthebiohacker.com to check out all our episodes and our favorites page where we include our curated list of products with special discount codes just for you guys. And while you're there, sign up for our newsletter because we're sharing some exclusive content and giving ways you won't want to miss.